They got some biggie, beefy guys. That's what she said. <laughs> and now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. Another week in Falcons land, and while Desmond Ritter's favorite candy might be Butterfingers, the Falcons are snickering all the way to the wind column. You are tuned into FinCast, brought to you by Scanna Energy, alongside the one and only Big Fin 86, Brian Finneran. What up? I'm Tyler Nelson, and Finn, the Falcons are in lead of our division. Numero uno. Yeah. Look we, at you with your creativity in the <laughs> Halloween week. Oh, I came up with that one on my own, too. Nice that job. Was, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a dad joke for the ages right there. So we win. I won't even say in spite of ourselves. We win in spite of Des- Desmond Ritter's Butterfingers, but the team looked overall pretty good. As I told you, I watched the game as I could. I was down at the little five points Halloween parade and finished, uh, watched the end of the game in a in a packed bar with a bunch of Falcons fans who erupted when Koo hit the hit the walk off awesome. kick. But um, you know, I saw the recap and I saw everything you know going back, and it looked like other than again those fumbles that Desmond had a pretty good passing day. Like the great pass to oh. Kyle at the end of the game for to get down the sideline to get put ourselves in position and. So a lot of other positives, but let's just yeah, to let, you first. All right. So great. Let's start with the positives because they they played really well. The defense was lights out once again. You held a team in Tampa Bay to 13 points, two field goals, and a touchdown. I will not be sad when Mike Evans retires. And that guy is so good. I mean, <laughs> he, there's a reason he has nine straight thousand yard seasons. Yeah. First player ever to do that to start his nine year career. He is impressive. He's special. He's a big bodied, savvy, smart, big. Giant catch radius, nice hands. And he's killed us for nine years. He certainly has. So, But he didn't kill us this week. He got a touchdown and a handful of big catches. But right. our defense has been so good, taking care of business, getting off the field, bend and don't break. Uh, they're starting to get their sack numbers up. I think mm-hmm. they're at 13 maybe. Or yeah, three five, more, three more this, this yeah. week. So eight in the last two weeks. Uh, been a lot of fun to watch. And then Young Way Koo, 51-yarder to finish him off, make it 16-32 with no time left, which is really sweet. And then we watched um, Desmond Ritter kind of do what he does throughout the course of the game. He's 9 of 25, 250 yards. You rush the ball for 156. So if you tell me every week we go play a football game for the Falcons, we throw for 250, rush for 250, I feel like we'll put ourselves in a great position to win a ball game. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is have three fumbles in the red zone. Jeez. That's almost impossible to overcome. The fact that they did overcome it is super impressive. Says a lot about coaching, defense, and then offense kind of staying together and not getting too frustrated with each other. So we had a strip sack um, in the red zone. You had a fumbled snap at the one-yard line, half-yard line going in to score. And then you had a fumble by your quarterback, which I thought was the most egregious of the three. Yeah, and I want to come back day. to the coaching thing, but you had a whole Twitter uh, situation. I went a little crazy. I'm I was not calling it frustrated. It's Twitter. My wife, yeah, my wife <laughs> reminded me what I did last night. We were sitting on the couch watching the Monday Night Football game. She yeah. goes, you know you threw that remote, right? 
She, I said, I threw it to the couch. She's like, it wasn't that far from me. I was like, I was never going to hit you. Tread lightly. So here's what I tweeted out, and this is obviously a lot of emotion, and watching your team battle, and it's not fair to the other guys on your team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, linemen, running backs, receivers, tight ends, right. to bust their ass, do what they're supposed to do to get you all the way down the field. And, and did do it. And oh, did get all the way down the field. 100%. You yeah. got to exactly have a head coach calling plays offensively and give you a perfect call for you to walk into the end zone, which you tried to do. Unfortunately, you didn't tuck the ball in the right arm, the correct arm. You didn't lower your head. You didn't sprint in the end zone. You did all these things that were wrong, and you got the ball knocked re- re- out at the half-yard line. Read us the tweet that you— uh, I watched it happen live. I knew what was happening. I saw you get lay up a little bit, Desmond, and I was sick to my stomach because uh-huh. you worked too hard as an offense. It's hard to score points in the NFL. We scored 16. We could have had 30. We didn't jack around and do the stuff we did. So I took to Twitter, which I haven't done that much <laughs> this season. And the emotions got the Just best. Just a place of me. for rage. That's the most inexcusable, dumbass, nonchalant, non athletic, disgusting fumble I've seen in a long time. Ball in the wrong arm, premature, premature celebration. All of it was so fucking dumb. I'm blown away that a quarterback can actually do something like that. F me. And since then, I've got... <laughs> Were there some reactions to that there, there Mr. Finneran? <laughs> 182,000 impressions and views and Jeez. retweets and this and likes and that. So but, I always do. you got to look at who reposts it and who likes it. And based off of those numbers, yeah. you have a pretty good feel where you are with yeah. society. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have 1,217 likes yeah. and 152 reposts. So a lot of so, people who agreed. Yes. And and you know, in, in scrolling through the comments, I... W- as I did before the podcast started, there was mostly people agreeing with you. Yes. I mean, and I don't know how you disagree. You can't well, disagree with it. You, you, you're winning a game. Um, you're in the game. Emotions are high. You're not. Maybe you're not in, as invested as I am watching the game at, from your own home or at the game or whatever. So I, I get some of the take it easy, over the top reactions that they think I had, but. Yeah, it's easier. It's it was, easier to have a visceral reaction to a play like that than it is. Yeah, touchdown, great. Yeah, or, listen, or, the strip sack. It's not Ritter's fault. I mean, he could have got rid of the ball, but that is a bang-bang play where the right tackle didn't do a good enough job. That's football, okay? Right, right. That's just guys being better than other guys. It happens, yeah. The center quarterback exchange, somebody was in the wrong. You're in the goal line face-to-face with Via Veda, 350 pounds. <laughs> Maybe the center didn't get the ball back all the way. Maybe the quarterback got out a little bit quick. I'm not sure. But when you have a walk-in touchdown and you can and you have the ball in your right arm when it should be in your left arm – so you can lower your shoulder, use a stiff arm, which you didn't need, and plow your and way to the end zone. the yeah. ball from the defender and sprint into the end zone. That's what needs to happen. That's fundamental professional football. Yeah, people rely on you to do the right thing and score. Yeah, when you got lazy, you celebrated at the one. You got super nonchalant. You left the ball in your right arm and, and you, you let a DB out. punch it out at the half yard line. Zero excuse, and I got no. And when you fumble it. out of the end zone, it's automatically a touchback for the other team. Yeah. Yep, and, and that's, that's fine. You can hate that rule. You can love that rule. I don't care. You, you, he did so many things wrong in that moment that it's irrelevant. That, that's right. Now, but some of the good things. Uh, one, you said last week here on FinCast that you want to see one really good bomb long pass, and you got that to Scotty Miller. Uh, three more sacks, like we just mentioned. Clayus Campbell again. David Anyamata with a big one at the end, and uh, prior to UGA, Lorenzo Carter had one. Mm-hmm. One of my personal notes: I have missed Cordero Patterson. Man, he is just fun to watch play the game of football, uh, and seeing him back out there and healthy or healthy seemingly is 
Just watch even just a 10-yard run. It seems different. It's just more fun to watch. No, no question. He has 18 yards. was his longest run. He had 10 carries for 56 yards. But he runs with a different attitude and mentality. Yeah. He wants to make people miss, but he's also not afraid to put his head down and, and try to run you over or try to squeeze by you. And he has a, a knack for getting first downs and sniffing out touchdowns and everything else. So him in the lineup is good. It does give you some problems as far as playing time with your new star running back, Bijan Robinson. Which I want to get to, yep. Yep. And Tyler Algier, because both those guys are really good. Mm-hmm. Now you got a three-headed backfield, which is very tough at times to feel. And you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it's football. If somebody's hot, give them the rock. And if somebody want to rotate him in, somebody's better at certain other things, then make it happen. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. So uh, I want to come back to the coaching thing first, because last week, obviously, you Arthur Smith himself admittedly said there were coaching issues, and then just now you said there was good coaching calls and stuff, and I didn't see the game in the same synchronicity and, and flow that the game is normally watched in, um, as I told you. So what were your takeaways on that? And then I want to get to Bijan Robinson. So last week we had the word miscommunication we used a lot. Right. We had delay of game penalties. We had timeouts we had to spend when we should have never done it in key moments and played a huge factor in our loss to the Washington Commanders a football team you should never lose to. Right. Not the way we played, not the way we were, were going. So this this week was different. I didn't see any miscommunication. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any real delay of game type close penalties that I recall. Um, he had a lot of penalties. He had nine, but a lot of them were on the defensive side of the ball, being physical with the receivers and a little handsy, which you can get away, we can deal with sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, you get the... I Nothing the, flagrant. No, no, no. Not, not that I can recall. Nothing like that. I think... Tampa Bay didn't think much of our offense or defense for that matter. They had a 10-play drive going there on the 41-yard line going in to score on our side of the field. And they have a decision to make. Punt it down, pin us inside the 10-yard line and and hope your defense hold them. Or try to go for it against our defense on a fourth and— Six, I think it was. Yeah, thank you. And they they end up going for it, and they don't get it. And we we get the ball, we take it on a short field and go down the field and score. I think that's a good coaching that I'm talking about. Good play calling. Good decision making and good coaching. Get yourself a seven nothing lead and put yourself in the driver's seat where you can do more stuff defensively. And I think that's what I saw Ryan Nielsen do this week in the first half. Anyway, a lot more blitzes, more exotic stuff, and then um, a more aggressive overall. Okay, and then now to be John Robinson, he was sick or allegedly, but then came in for one play at the end of the game. All right, for one. So or two, let me lay it out. Let me lay it out for you. Now there's an issue with it with the league. The Falcons under investigation for not reporting him or something. So give me give me the skinny. All on right. That. So Bijan's dressed out, and we don't find out this information until after the game. During the game, there were some rumors. The uh, on field at halftime, Arthur Smith did tell the sideline reporter in the halftime halftime interview that Bijan is sick and not feeling well. Okay. So that's the report we got at halftime. But before that, man, we didn't know what the hell was going on. I don't think he touched the field until the first series of the second quarter. Right. And that's he was just on star. the field. He didn't touch the ball. He was just on the field. Right. Okay. So at the end, by the end of the game, he had played 11 snaps. He was sick. He didn't look right on the sideline, kind of like this like flushed, kind of um, dumbfounded look on his face. Like seasick. Like green. Feel kinda, good. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't touch a ball in the entire game. Uh-huh. All right? Which I'm fine with. You get two other guys that are doing great. Yeah. Right. But with 33 seconds left, 37 seconds left in the game, in a place where you need to get a few yards to make the field goal kick a little bit easier mm-hmm. for your kick, you got a 54-yard kick because your quarterback threw a bullet to Kyle Pitts for 38 yards or whatever it was, yeah, it was beautiful. down the sideline, put yourself in positions for a game-winning 54-yard field goal. Right. 
You run one more play. Every extra yard helps. Every extra yard helps. We got a guy in Cordell Patterson that's got 5.6 yards per carry, and a guy in a Tyler Algier who's got almost three yards of carry on the game and have been in the game, touched the football, felt the hits, had a mesh point, understand the snap count. And all not those, sick. And not feeling like ass. <laughs> and you decide to go with Bijan Robinson in that moment yeah. to hand him a football where I know it's a handoff, and but so many things can go wrong with a guy that hasn't touched the ball all game. And one guy who's fumbled it three times. I just didn't understand the move. It worked out fine. He got three yards, put you in play for a 51-yard field goal. Young Wei Koo, the most accurate kicker in the last three years, comes in and knocks it right through the uprights for the game winner, dude, and gets carried off mm-hmm. like uh, Caesar and, and <laughs> the Gladiator games are over and all the different things with that. So it was some head-scratching moments with some big, huge, awesome plays in between and a glorious victory, Yeah, uh, 16-13. Any win in the NFL is a good win, but it didn't feel like it should have because of the mistakes that were made throughout the course of the right. game. Well, and not just not just any win in the NFL, a win in against our division rival in who we were vying for the lead of the division with in their stadium, on their turf. So big win for sure. And But you're right. Like It kind of feels like, nah, like yeah, I, I ate that McDonald's, but I don't feel great about it. I'm fed, yeah. but I'm <laughs> I feel a little uh, greasy. Yeah. Oh, wait, well, let me go back to this real quick. Falcons are under investigation for not reporting Bijan. Is oh, yeah. that serious or what? What's I don't the think there? so. You, you played it pretty cool and, and close to the vest. You got wind that he wasn't feeling good Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So maybe Sunday morning he should have made his injury designation questionable due to illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't put anything in there. He suited up. He felt about the same in the morning, but you're just, I don't think, probably didn't bring another running back to on the trip, maybe. I don't know. So he would be your third running back, almost like an emergency situation. Right. I think they'll be okay because he did play, but he played so few snaps uh, right. and didn't touch the football. It does make you wonder. What is the punishment for that if, if they were to find the Falcons at, at fault well, com- completely for it's whatever? It's interesting because it plays a fa- huge factor in, you don't want to admit it, but gambling, DraftKings. Fantasy football, right? All those different things people have Bijan on their roster for. Uh-huh. You you want to be made aware of whether the player you're counting on. It sounds ridiculous. No, is but the questionable, NFL has a, has doubtful, a, yeah, or yeah. out for the game. That's right. why they have those designations so right. you can plan accordingly for betting, which does sound ridiculous the more I think about it. DraftKings and, and fantasy football, but, but it's the, not all for that. But it's the for the opposing a, team to have a the NFL, even if it's not monetary, which of course I'm yeah. sure they do. Even if it's not monetary, the the NFL has a stake in fans' engagement in fantasy football betting and stuff like that because that brings more interest to the game, right? So it makes yeah, sense to me that they they yes. want that stuff accurate. Yeah. But what could the punishment be? It's a good question. Draft picks are. Oh God, I don't listen. There are rules against it. You can be fined as a, as a club. Draft picks, probably multiple-time offender draft picks come into play. But something like this one time, probably not. No. Okay, no, that's good. And, and, and they didn't really – it was kind of a touchy deal because it was he was suited up and right. did play. Yeah, no, that seems like a drastic response. I was right. just curious. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we'll see how that investigation goes. But moving on to next week, this coming Sunday – well, this week, uh, the Falcons travel to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans, former Oilers, who are 2-4. and four. Uh, some quick stats for you, Finn. The Titans average 17.3 points per game, yards per game at 283.5. The opponent points per game at 19.5 and have seven turnovers so far this year. Falcons are averaging a paltry 16.4 points per game, but over average with the 
yards per game at 341 mm. and allow 19 points a game to the uh, Titans 19 and a half. So a uh, very interestingly, albeit even matchup, though the our record is is better by uh, about what 100 percent then. I'm bad at math. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're four and two. They're two and four. But the, some of the stats show that we're very evenly matched. Yeah, we are four and three. Got four wins. They only have two. We'll go back and forth with this ball team. I think when you think of Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. you think kind of like hard nose, blue collar. He's a guy that played with the Patriots and mm-hmm. won Super Bowls up there and did a nice job. So, but they've kind of lost that lure, and their quarterback's hurt. Um, Ryan Tannehill's got a high, mild high ankle sprain. So from pundits, it sounds like he might not even play. So now you're dealing with a guy like Malik Willis or Will Levis, their second-round draft pick this year. Malik Willis, more of a dual-threat guy. Yeah. So, But I like what our defense has done against a bunch of different quarterbacks so far this year. and That have that capacity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think our defense will be just fine. For me, it's more about our offense, dealing with these guys and their defense. So we're a two-point favorite as it stands today. Based off of what happens moving forward and, and what these guys are capable of, I think that number will probably stay close to it. So they got some biggie, beefy guys up on the defensive line and at the linebacker position. It's a team that runs a 3-4 defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know even know, I'm not familiar with a lot of their defenders, but I know they can play a little bit. And then in the defensive backfield, I mean, our, our offense should have a day. This is a team where you can get right. Would you say it's better? It's more apt to say our our offense has the ability to have a day. <laughs> yes, they take care of the football and don't turn it over like they've done the last two weeks. Yeah, in the last three weeks we have eight. We lost a turnover battle eight to nothing before this. I think week. we have thirteen on the season total, and like yeah. ten of them have come in the past like two or three weeks, right? So it hasn't been good. And then obviously you got to worry about Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. At the running back position, DeAndre Hopkins is there. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little long. But all in those the tooth. guys are a little long in the tooth, yes. right? DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, all they've been they've been around a while. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins has played in what four ten different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he even their WR one man? He is. Yes, he okay. is right now. No touchdowns on the season. Thirty one years old, getting to that point of his career where he's still sneaky good. But I like our chances with uh, AJ Terrell locked up. With yeah, him I was gonna say between our two field. cornerback, uh, mm-hmm. between Terrell and, and Jesse Bates. All right, so coming off of this past week, it. With the, again, the exception of Desmond's three fumbles and really just that really one egregious one, it seemed like a pretty whole team game. Yeah. The whole team played pretty damn well, right? Nope. So right. is that you think the team coming more into our own, that the team is, is learning to jive more together, that it, it, we just you. got lucky against a mediocre team no. also, or what? I think um, I think the team's come together nicely. I think the defense has, has continued. They've been the most consistent part of this team so far this well, year. Well, that's inarguable, yeah. The defense is pretty damn yeah. good. The offense has thrown for 350, 300, and 250 now the last three weeks. The run game has been much better the last couple weeks as mm-hmm. well. So, I don't know. I like I like where they're heading. I like where they're at. Again, you're 4-3. and three. You had a really good opportunity to be 5-2, and two and, you, and you blew that. So, let's make it up here in, in Tennessee this week and – See, we can't go up there and take care of business. And then we come home to a not-so-great Vikings team uh, the week after that. Tell you what, the Vikings looked really good last night taking care of San Francisco 49ers, dude. It was 22-17. They blitzed the hell out of people. So we'll talk about the Vikings next week. But, again, don't sleep on anybody. Yeah, everybody's (laughs) saying the same shit about us, too. All right, then, well, uh, until next week on FinCast, go Dirty Birds. Rise up. Tuning into FinCast, brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. 
FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at Tyler at 68ofthefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68ofthefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.